I'm Victoria. And I'm Joe. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we are here to help you through it all. So that you can prepare for the wedding day and marriage with ease. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Catholic, Catholic Wedding, wedding Podcast. Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Good morning. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little anxious about this podcast. I don't know if you guys listened to our last podcast where I talk about how Victoria has like excellently written notes and outlines for her podcast, but I do not write my podcast outlines very well. And this was my podcast <laughs> outline. So it might be a little bit more all over the place. It might be a little bit more chatty. <laughs> so I apologize in advance. No, it's fine. It will be more of a conversation. So that works for us. <laughs> <laughs> but today we are going to be talking about uh, vows, specifically in regards to why Catholic vows are so different than maybe some secular vows that we see. Um, something that I see a lot at like secular weddings is couples will write their own vows and I'm kind of mm-hmm. using air quotes here right they'll they'll write their own vows that they'll exchange and they'll say to each other but then the minister or whoever's officiating the wedding still has to ask them some questions from like the legal state standpoint but things are very different when they're in the context of a catholic mass which is obviously what this podcast is for so we thought it would be a good idea to talk about this because what we see on Instagram, what we see on TikTok with some of these like personal vows are really, really sweet, but they're not the sacrament. They can right. be very, very beautifully written vows or letters, but it's not the sacrament. So we thought we would dive in today on talking about specifically the vows that we exchange in the Catholic Church and as a sacrament and then kind of maybe some other options for you if you did want to do something like letters or personal vows. Right. And I think there's a lot of really cool things that you can do to still have that personal touch and that intentionality behind your words. But like, as we said, it's not the sacrament, like the vows are important because it is a sacrament and to have a sacrament, things need to be done a certain way. It's the same thing within like ordinations. Like if the if the rite of ordinations is incorrect, then the sacrament does not occur. So this is the same thing kind of with within marriage as well. Yeah, exactly. There's, a, there's an order and a methodology to the way that we exchange vows in the sacrament of marriage. And if any of you have ever heard of John Paul II's Theology of the Body teaching, this was something that I was really, really a proponent for when I was a youth minister. It was really important for me to educate the teens that I worked with on what theology of the body was because I just felt like it had gave everybody a better understanding of of our bodies and of our relationships that we are called to with other people. So I'm going to talk about the vows in the context of free, total, faithful, fruitful, which is something that comes from theology of the body. So why we say the vows that we do um, there's actually kind of two parts to this. So the, the priest will ask what are called uh, questions of consent. And basically, and these, are, these are the questions. He'll ask you, you know, Victoria and Stephen, have you come here to enter into marriage without coercion, freely and wholeheartedly? And the couple will answer, uh, I have or we have. Uh, are you prepared to, f- 
Are you prepared as you follow the path of marriage to love and honor each other for as long as you both shall live? He'll say, I have or we have. Are you prepared to accept children lovingly from God and to bring them up according to the law of Christ and his church? You can say, I, I am or we are. So these, these questions, um, the free one is, is an obvious one, right? That first question of consent is, are you here freely? Are you here of your own volition? Nobody's forcing you into this. You're not being pressured into this. It's not a situation that might be compromising where you, you feel like you don't have a choice but, but to enter into this marriage. Are you free to enter this marriage? That also means, like, are you free in terms of are you married to anybody else? And this would be a circumstance of, like, a second marriage. Have you gotten your annulment yet? Things like that, which should already be taken care of long before you get to your wedding day. Right. Um, uh, and then the second piece is wholeheartedly, which means totally, which means you're not holding anything back. You are, you are ready to enter marriage wholeheartedly, totally. Faithful is the third piece of FTFF. Um, and then it, it's in the second question, right? Are you prepared to love and honor each other as long as you both shall live? Are you prepared to be faithful to the other person, right? So it's just this person for the rest of your life. Are you prepared to to be faithful to your spouse. And that doesn't mean just physically, it means emotionally, it means all the, the other things about, you know, being, being a faithful spouse. Um, and then fruitfully, I think in a, in a very obvious way, the fruitful piece is that children question, uh, because children are the fruit of marriage. Uh, but also, and so that's what that question is for. But also there are, are different fruits of marriage as well. Like as you are married and bringing each other closer to the Lord, um, that can also produce different kinds of fruit. So those, those three questions speak to John Paul II's theology of the body in terms of free, total, faithful, and fruitful. Gotcha. Yes. And so I know I got married in, as a traditional Catholic. We did not go over those questions. So those questions were not during our like, Wedding mass, um, it was more during as, uh, our, like, marriage prep. All this mm-hmm. con- all this stuff was talked about. And we actually even, like, swore on the Bible that, like, we were freely, like, doing this. We're not being coerced. We, we were separate, separated and swore on the Bible. And then they asked us different questions and stuff like that. So we did not do this actually on the wedding day. But we did it, pro- like, not necessarily these specific questions, but this content. Yeah, which I guess I guess we should have probably said this in the beginning. But the the way that I'm kind of talking about vows is in terms of it's what I know, which is uh, the Roman rite, um, and then Victoria is going to share um, what she knows about the traditional right. Um, okay, so after the priest asks you these questions of consent, then he will move on to the vows section. So you could you have a couple of options for this. You could either do the the typical I do, in which case the priest would would just ask you, uh, do you, whomever, uh, take the other person to be your husband or wife? Do you promise to be faithful to them? Um, and he'll he'll frame he'll frame it all as a question. That way, you only have to answer I do. And this this is the I do's are a great option if you are feeling super nervous about like speaking in public or repeating something wrong or something like that. The I do's are a great way to do it. And I've seen it done both ways. Uh, we personally chose to say them and the, the vows are as follows. So it would say, 
I, Joanna, take you, Cole, to be my husband. I promise to be faithful to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. I will love you and honor you. And then the last piece of it, you actually have a couple of options for what you want to say. And that could be all the days of my life or until death do us part. So depending on the the angle you want to go for there, you have an option. But I know, Victoria, yours were a little bit different. Yeah, so mine were a little bit different. Actually, instead of responding, I do, they had us respond, I will. Um, So that was something a little bit different as well. But so what I would do... So what it was, was um, I, Victoria, take you, Stephen, for my lawful husband to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and health until death does part us. So it's, it's slightly different. It's fairly similar, but it is slightly different. And then, yeah, like I said, instead of saying I do, we said I will. So and then the priest said like portions of this and we just repeated him so like for better you know and then he then yeah he would say that and then i would you know, say that um, yeah so it's like priest. a call and response that way you didn't have to memorize it because that would have been right <laughs> <laughs> i already almost put the ring on the wrong finger so like <laughs> oh no <laughs> i don't know like it was like it was the right hand like it was i mean his left hand of course but like i totally almost at his like pointer finger instead of his ring finger and <laughs> Stephen like pointed to the right one and I was like oh wow okay <laughs> so now I tell all of my couples like make sure you put it on the wrong the right finger because uh I don't know when you're up there you're just like caught up and I don't know it's hard to like I don't know get like all focused in it and stuff and yeah you're so up. like yeah you're so like in the moment yeah and then yeah and then the rings would come after this right um, this exchange of vows would, would come the rings. But all of this to say, in order for something to be a sacrament, it has to have different components to it. So there's there's language to it. There's context to it. There's um, a level of catechesis to it. So you have to know what you are entering into. You have to be able to truly accept and believe and be willing to, to enter into this sacrament. And particularly at like I I can talk on this because this was my experience so when you get an annulment what it basically says is that at some point the person one or both parties who are exchanging these vows was either not in a place where they could agree to them or they were not genuine in their intentions behind them so if you can prove one of those two things or both of those two things it makes getting an annulment a lot easier And, and getting an annulment basically means that none of these it was never a sacrament to begin with right it was never like a legitimate marriage right and and i only share that because i think it's really important to notice that that words have meaning and words have gravity and and power and the way that vows are written whether it's in the roman rite or the traditional rite or even if it's like a greek orthodox rite or a byzantine rite or whatever words have meaning and the way that the sacrament is designed and the sacrament is written is because there is a component to the language that we use, to the symbols that we use and the rings, to um, the person who is giving the sacrament, which marriage is, is unique in in that it's the only sacrament that a lay person gives it to another lay person. Yeah, it's right. So, so it's cool. not it's not the priest that's giving you the sacrament of marriage. You two, as a couple, are administering the sacrament to each other, mm-hmm. which I think is really beautiful. Yes, I love that. 
That's not to say that writing a letter or something to your spouse is like frowned upon or looked down upon, but in terms and in context of the sacrament itself, it has to be done this way. Those are the words that have to be exchanged. Right. It's um, not like it's like bad to write each other a letter. It just can't be done like on the altar as part of the sacrament. And can it, it can't be in exchange for any of this. Exactly. But here's what you can do. And here's what I, I personally, I love it when couples do this because it's so beautiful for their film. So there's a couple of ways you can do this. Did you, Victoria, did you and Stephen write letters to each other? We did. Yeah. So we didn't do a first look or anything like that. So we read letters like privately before, before our first touch. So before we prayed together. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say that's like one way I've seen it done, which is, which is, equally beautiful because you can kind of read them in private and like read them in quiet, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, so something that I love to do with, with couples is if you are going to exchange letters like that, let's say you've written the letters out, but you're just exchanging them because you don't want to see each other before the ceremony. Um, what I will do is I will like stick a mic on you Um, I will hit record on my camera and then I might walk away or leave the room and just let you read the letter out loud, but you can still read it like in the privacy of, you know, whatever room you're in. I I mean, of course, of course I see it and I hear it later, but, um, I've just seen some really, really beautiful moments, especially from the guys because they are in private. Mm -hmm. Um, like the guys sometimes get really, really emotional reading these letters and it's really quite beautiful. Um, so being able to hear the audio from the, the letter reading is really sweet. I think that's uh, really I, cool because I've worked with other videographers and they don't leave the room. So that's kind of cool that you do that and you let them. Yeah, kind of I mean, it's, it definitely is, is a comfort level with, right. with whoever it is. Like if the groom or the bride, like they're really low key and they like don't carry their way, like sometimes I'll stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're like really nervous about people being in the room, then I will just say, listen, I'm just going to mic you up and I'm going to walk away. Right. And like, you just open the door when you're done. Um, because you just never, you just never know how people are going to react or if they're going to react differently because there's other people around. So if, right. if they want a private moment, like I want to be able to honor that and, on, and give that to them. Yeah, that's um, cool. Uh, the other thing that you can do, and this is personally what, what me and my husband did is, we wrote each other letters and we got like, it's like really trendy now to get like vow books and stuff. Okay. We got those, but they said a letter to my husband and a letter to my wife. Okay. Um, because I didn't like, I didn't want something that said vows on it because I knew that like they, they, that wasn't they're really not, the vows. Yeah. right. They're not really the vows. So we wrote each other letters. We had our first look and then we read the letters to each other Okay. And that was really sweet and that was really special. And we still like, like our videographers pulled the audio for it and like wove it into our film. And it was really, really beautiful. And it was also really sweet to be able to, to read it, um, to Cole on the morning of our wedding. So those are kind of like the two options that I, I recommend, um, if you are doing. Another thing that I've seen with the letters, if you're going to do a first look is you could also, read the letters like right before the first lick. So like I've seen it where the couple is like ba- like back to back so they don't see each other and they're each reading the letters. So it's almost kind of builds up that like 
anticipation and that like emotion and stuff like that because you just like read a love letter that your almost spouse is writing to you and then you do the first lick so that's another option if you want to go that route yeah I've also seen it done where like the couple if they don't want to do a first look but they still want to read each other letters then we'll put them back to back yeah so that way they can like they can hold hands if they want to um but then they'll still read the letter out loud to their fiance and almost Mm -hmm. spouse you know that way it's still like they still have the opportunity to read it to them without seeing them yeah so So there's there's, there's a lot of different options with it with yeah do that yeah and and I guess my my encouragement to all couples is to do what feels comfortable for you Mm -hmm. don't do it because it's trendy don't do it because you feel pressure from I mean, hopefully your photographer or your videographer isn't pressuring you one way or the other. They might make recommendations, but hopefully it doesn't ever feel like pressure. Mm-hmm. But do what feels comfortable for you. You know, if you, if you don't feel comfortable writing letters, don't write, a little, don't write a letter and that's okay. Right. If you don't feel comfortable reading it out loud, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty much like it with most things within the wedding day obviously there are certain things that like must be done like we mentioned like the vows and those kinds of things but overall right within like any wedding trend don't feel like you have to do it just because it's trendy um I, I do recommend doing the letters just because it is really beautiful and also it's like something I've mentioned this in the past that like words of affirmation are really big for me so that's something that like I loved because I love that way of like feeling loved obviously um and also like it's something that you get to keep from your wedding day forever like it's like I still have the letters that me and my husband wrote to each other and I have them saved like in our home I haven't done anything like major with them besides just like put them in like a plastic um thing so that like they don't like get worn out or anything like that but (laughs) um (laughs) like a paper protector thing but it's just like really special and I'll look back and just like hold it and just be like oh this is from our wedding like this is just so beautiful so and you can do other things with them I'm sure I just haven't yet but (laughs) no but I love that I mean we're kind of the same way we have our letter books and we have like a wedding box okay with all this different stuff from our wedding day including those those letter little pamphlet things that we wrote in and I just love the idea of I mean, and, and I'm, I'm biased when it comes in terms of audio because I love being able to hear, like, we got all, basically all the raw footage from our wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I have the video of Cole reading the letter to me, but mm-hmm. I also have the physical letter. So, I mean, not that anybody, ho- like, anticipates something happening, but God forbid something does happen, like... I have Cole's letter or, or even if nothing does happen and we have 50, 60 years together and like marital bliss, which, which would be everybody's dream, you know, you know, but if the time ever comes where one of us is not around anymore, like I have his handwriting, I have Mm -hmm. this letter that he wrote to me on the day that we said yes. Right. So I'm, I'm an advocate for, for letter writing just because. I'm old school. I love letter writing. Yep. No, I I definitely think it's cool. And like I said, there's only a few things that are, that after the wedding day, you get to really keep that are like tangible things. So 
that is one of them and that is like a really sentimental thing and something that you can just keep forever and then you know show your future children even or put it in like a wedding album or like yeah. if you create like a scrapbook from your wedding like if you're into scrapbooking like you can have that there like those kinds of things there's like a lot of creative things you can do with it yes if you guys have any questions on anything we talked about today or just questions about Catholic wedding planning in general, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can email us at catholicweddingpodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at catholicweddingpodcast. Let us know what what you want to hear us talk about. Let us know what questions you have or I don't know. We, we want to make sure that this podcast is serving you as couples and so let us know what you want to hear about. Absolutely. We'd love to hear the topics that you'd love to cover um, and also, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, The Catholic Bride, definitely find us on there. There's a whole community of Catholic brides that are just like you planning this wedding. You can go there for advice and for tips. And it's just a really great community that's like really wants to serve each other. So I love that. Yeah, we are all on this journey towards heaven together. So we will help each other get there. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Joe, I think this was a great conversation. I think it was really important to talk about. And yeah, I love it. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, We will see you next week. All right, see you later. Bye. Bye.